0: Welcome to another episode of uh, Basement Beatles, and today we're doing music from Paul McCartney for others. In other words, uh, Paul McCartney uh, wrote a song for a group or a band, or he played on someone else's uh, material. That's what we're doing. Paul McCartney, the secret studio musician or singing background on other people's uh, records. So it should be an interesting show. We'll show, show you some, uh, or play you some of this stuff that uh, that he's done over the years. Let's start off with one uh, from his brother, Mike McCartney, otherwise known as Mike McGear, and uh, this was in 1974, a track from the McGear album and a song called "Leave It."
1: Let me find you a place Where the curse of the day will be carried away By the smile on your face We are together now and forever Come my way Step in Tired love, let me turn down the light, coming out of the cold, rest your head on my shoulder and love me tonight, I'll always be here if you should need me, night and day, step in When you leave me, say you'll see me again, for I know in my heart you will not be apart and I'll miss you till then, we'll be together now and forever.
0: Fades out a little quiet, doesn't it? That's a song called Step Inside Love by uh, Selah Black. And that was written by Paul McCartney uh, during the, uh, a little bit before the White Album time. Uh, Now, um, early 68, the Beatles were beginning to uh, put together, um, supposedly the last uh, album that would have been on Capitol Records, The Inner Light. And that would have uh, consisted of the first version of Across the Universe, Step Inside I'd love, um, a George Harrison song called Circles, Lady Madonna, the inner light that George Harrison did, uh, that got released, obviously, uh, some stuff like that, and uh, they, they had a little flurry of uh, music before they went to India, and then when they went to India, everything changed, <laughs> and then when they got back, then they started working on the White Album, and everything else changed, but anyway, um, Selah Black, I guess, uh, in England had a TV show, and the theme song, was Step Inside Love, and McCartney wrote that with her, and somewhere, I don't know why it has not been released, um, Step Inside Love was done with uh, Celia Black and Paul McCartney, and very possibly Ringo Starr on bongos. There was a grainy beetle bootleg of a great version of a step inside love that is still unreleased i know they released some kind of a version on the um, anthology number three of step inside love but the real good version that i that i heard and i have on a cassette that i love actually has still not been released and so i don't know where the tapes are but they just won't darn it release it okay anyway that's um the release version of Cila Black. Also, uh, Madeline Bell, uh, around the same time, did Step Inside Love, and her version is really good. I think it's a little more rockier than the one you just heard, but um, this was the original, and uh, wanted to play at least one of the versions for it. Came out in 1968, and uh, McCartney wrote it. The one before that was from the year later, 1969, the Steve Miller Band, from their Brave New World album and a song called My Dark Hour. Yep, McCartney's on that one. He's playing drums, bass, and singing. And Steve Miller is um, doing everything else. So uh, they they cooked up that one quick song called My Dark Hour. And um, this is around the time that uh, Steve Miller only had like three people in his band. Um, two of the guys uh, left the Steve Miller band on the album before that. Uh, one of them happened to be Boz Skaggs. So um, yeah, Boz played, with Steve Miller, the first two albums, and left in i don't know, late '68, very early '69. Um, but this one came out in 19 summer '69, "Braid New World." So if you want this uh, record, uh, you can find this song easily off the "Braid New World" record. Then, if you're uh, a real 45 buff, "My Dark Hour" was a single too, so that's going to be a little harder to find. But uh, you probably could find it. There's still copies of it on the planet, and of course the. Uh, First song was uh, from 1974. Mike McGear, otherwise known as Mike McCartney, the younger brother of Paul McCartney. Oh yeah, he had a brother. He actually, and that was him, Mike McGear. Uh, that was his stage name, and the song was called "Leave It" from the McGear album. Uh, Mike McGear actually was in a Scaffold group in England. They didn't really go farther than england uh, popularity wise but they did have a few uh singles and i think two albums in the states but uh, the scaffold were fairly popular in england so i thought i would play a track from um, that record 1974 because mccartney produced it he wrote some of the songs he's playing on it it's pretty much all over and it. it's almost a paul mccartney record but definitely a family band mike and uh, paul mccartney right there Basement Beatles, okay. Today we're doing Paul McCartney for others, whether he wrote a song, played on the track for somebody else, or um, you know whatever. But uh, here's another one that uh, McCartney um, wrote, but I don't think he's on this one at all. But um, he he wrote the song under the name Apollo C. Vermouth or Vermouth, and uh, is it Vermouth? one of the one of the three uh, it came out in 1968 by the Bonzo Dog Band and it, this is a song called I'm the Urban Spaceman <laughs>
2: This is Radio Luxembourg Get well soon, get well soon, get well soon Am I the only one tuned in to Luxembourg tonight? Do they only program music to accompany my car? Lousy words and drab percussion fading I haven't got the strength to turn it on
0: are the Everly Brothers the legendary Everly Brothers and a song that they um uh did that Paul McCartney wrote uh, really uh f- almost for them that's right 1983 is when uh they um well when McCartney wrote it and they recorded it the Everleys recorded it in 84 and they came out later in 84 around September uh for the EB Everly Brothers 84 you know uh everyone was doing that in the mid-80s 1984 seemed to be the first year that time began it almost seems like uh for modern for modern history um no one remembers 1983 for some reason it's always 84 and on anyway um that's uh them doing a McCartney song um I do have a demo of the McCartney thing and it sounds pretty good too uh that should be released sometime on a mccartney rarities if it ever should come out anyway but that's the everly brothers version uh from 1984 uh not a bad uh, thing that was kind of their comeback everly's actually um one before that was thumbing a Ra- Ra- raw thumbing a ride by jackie lomax 1968 when that uh, was recorded because they were working with Jackie Lomax, the Beatles, and he was one of the first uh, artists to be signed and the, one of the first records to come out on the Apple label. And uh, Jackie Lomax, if anyone remembers him for anything, it might be for the song Sour Milk Sea, which the Beatles actually had something to do with, of course. They, um, Jackie wrote it, but um, the Beatles played all on on that whole thing i i even think john lennon was on there too uh if it wasn't him it was eric clapton um thumb and ride had ringo star on drums or was it paul no um yeah it, ringo was on there mccartney uh was playing and uh, george harrison and eric clapton yeah that clapton kid uh they they were all on uh, jackie lomax's a uh, song thumbing a ride where was john He was with Yoko, so I think he missed that session. Uh, The one before that was Godly and Cream. Two guys from the band 10CC. That's right, 10CC. Uh, A song called Get Well Soon from their Freeze Frame album, 1979, and Paul McCartney is singing background on that one. Uh, They were the first, uh, there were two albums out there in the rock uh, market uh, to be called Freeze Frame. Jay Giles' band uh, put their Freeze Frame record out in 1981. That was the popular one that had about four or five hits off there. But uh, poor, godly, and cream, they barely got a whimper out of their record. But they did uh, lay claim to the name Freeze Frame uh, before Jay Giles got their record out. So there, The one before that was I'm the Urban Spaceman, 1968. Uh, the Bonzo Dog Band, or the Bonzo Dog Band, and McCartney wrote the song, and uh, he, he wrote it under an alias name. Back then, you, you had to do that, because uh, if you were in, under contract with like Capitol Records, and you wanted to play on a session with somebody else that was on a different record label, like, oh, I don't know, Atlantic, or Columbia, maybe RCA, uh, you had to go by a different name. Like, uh, I don't know, uh, Paul would have, uh, I think he said, Apollo C. Vermouth on um, the, the Bonzo Dog Band. Um, I should have said earlier when we played Steve Miller Band, uh, he went on under the name Paul Ramon. And I guess he used that name for a brief period when he was uh, playing with the early Beatles when they were uh, playing in Hamburg, Germany. You know, what's your name? Paul Ramone? Great. So that's what um, that's what he said at one point. Paul Ramone as Paul McCartney. Okay. So uh this basement Beatles. This is Stuart Heldon. Yes, today we're doing Paul McCartney for others. Well, should we continue? I think we should. Uh, this one actually is made with uh, Mac- Paul McCartney and his dad, actually. He let his dad on a vinyl record. Can you believe that? Mr. McCartney uh, and and little Paul. Uh, 1974 actually made a record called The Country Hams, and it's kind of a quirky little instrumental. Uh, very few people these days know about this, but if you're uh, into the Beatles, oh, yeah, it, it's a good collectible uh, for to have. They were called the Country Hams and their huge hit, no just kidding uh their one single, the A-side this is a track called Walking in the Park with Eloise <laughs> If you have that 45, you definitely are a Beatles. Uh enthusiast, collector, fanatic, whatever. It's a very, very hard-to-find record. I had to pay $40 for mine, and that was 20 years ago, something like that. That's uh, the Black Dyke Mills Band, and uh, that's from 1968 and a song called Uh They only put out um, 145 and the B-side is their version of uh, Yellow Submarine. But I thought it would play Bob" because, for one, it's a silly little title. I thought it was a catchy little little song, and I wanted to play it for the people who have never heard it before. Uh, Paul McCartney produced that, and let me think here. Did he actually write the song? Um, I should know this before I go on. Uh, <laughs> yes, he did. And guess what? His partner was a—he <laughs> didn't really realize this until he looked at the label. Uh, John Lennon actually— uh, and said yeah I'll will write this song too it's a silly song i could hear lennon sing that so it's a mccartney lennon song and it's probably written around the time probably with that ill-fated inner light record or the beatles white record <laughs> okay um simply called the beatles anyway it's an instrumental and they uh, did their own instrumental um uh horn version of it and it's kind of a catchy tune but I knew McCartney had something to do with it. He produced it and directed it, and I believe he wrote it. But I'm looking at the label, and I'm thinking, wait a minute, who else wrote this with him? And I, I, when I just saw John Lennon, I'm like, wait a minute. Lennon probably wouldn't put his name on something like this, but obviously he did. So there. "Thing of a mob, written by Lennon and McCartney. <laughs> I'm sorry, it's silly to me. (laughs) Lennon and McCartney doing, um, you know, the Black Dyke uh, Mills Man. Uh, John Foster and Sons were really the leader of that whole thing. 1968, a 45 only, and it was noteworthy because uh, it's the very first Apple 45. Uh, The number was 1,800. So, if you got that record, you definitely have something uh, good to have. And uh, if you're ever gonna get rid of it, you contact me because I'll get a second copy. Okay, I've been taking care. I've been taking care of this one. Um, like a baby, uh, all the time I've had it. Okay. Anyway, the one before, uh, Black, the, the, the Black Dike Meals, man, was Mary Hopkins. Yeah, that's right. Hopkins, Hopkins. Um, there's a city, uh, very close to where I live called Hopkins. Uh, we originate this, uh, show out of, uh, the state of Minnesota in the USA. And right next door to, uh, my hometown is a place called Hopkins, Minnesota. And I always think of Mary Hopkins, Mary Hopkins, Minnesota. I just do because it's, I go into Hopkins a lot. Actually, um, I could actually walk that far because I'm on the western side of my town, and walked straight into Hopkins about three blocks away. Anyway, uh, Mary Hopkin did the song "K Sarah Sarah," produced by Paul McCartney. McCartney's on there, and um, you can tell the drumming was Ringo Starr. That was 1969 uh, when that uh, came out. If I remember right, um, if I'm wrong, it's early 1970. Okay. Um, anyway, the other instrumental before Mary Hopkins, Minnesota, no, just kidding. Mary Hopkins, uh, was the country hams, another, uh, quirky little instru- instrumental called walking in the park with Eloise by the country hams, which is actually Paul McCartney and his dad making a cute little record 1974. Okay. This basement Beatles, this is your host, Stuart L playing all these rare, uh, beetle records. But what we're doing is we've got Paul McCartney producing and playing for other people. It's not just playing Beatles songs this time around. It's uh, what Paul, like, let's say if someone uh, called up McCartney and says, Hey, Paul, would you like to be on a record? We'd love to have you. And Paul would probably say, Hey, I got a song for you. Great. You know, or Yeah, I'll play a new record. So uh, that's what we're playing today. Some very rare stuff that you normally cannot find or maybe hear, uh, nevertheless. Uh, you know, anywhere, not at this day, day and age. Unless you're really a big Beatle fan, then you can play your records all the time. Okay, the next one was written by McCartney. I don't believe he's on this one. This came out in 1970. And rumor has it if the Beatles would have stayed together after Abbey Road and Let It Be, the next Beatle record this song would have been on, written by McCartney. But it was done by a French singer called uh, Carlos Mendez, french maybe spanish uh, possibly from spain uh but anyway he did a song called uh panina that was written by paul mccartney here's carlos's version of it from 1970
2: The destruction and the-
3: Smile.
0: listening to Basement Beatles and we're doing uh, Paul McCartney for others. That's Ringo Starr, yeah. Ringo knew Paul McCartney, rumor has it. Oh, yeah, they played in the same band together, Uh, one called uh, Johnny and the Moondogs, or um, what was the other one, the Silver Bagels, Tony Sheridan and the Beat Brothers, and that group called The Beatles. That's right. Uh, Anyway, that was a Ringo Starr solo record from 1981. Uh, The record is called Stop and Smell the Roses, and uh, the song was called Attention and Paul McCartney actually uh, produced it and wrote the song and even played on it with Ringo. Yeah, that's right. Uh, Stop and Smell the Roses album was basically, uh, Ringo did the best to reunite the Beatles and he did a really good job from time to time. Uh, there was one song that uh, all three Beatles, except for John, no, it was except for Paul McCartney, uh, was on, on uh, one of the Ringo records in 73 and the song was called I'm the Greatest. Uh, so if you want to get close to a, Beatles song that's one of them other than uh, all those years ago uh, George Harrison uh, it was George Paul and Ringo again it was definitely done like this one a little bit after John Lennon was uh, gunned down in New York City Um, Anything after December 8th, 1980, uh, John Lennon wouldn't have been able to participate, obviously. But anything before that, uh, Ringo for this record, um, the original title to the new Ringo record in 81 was going to be called You Can't Fight Lightning. And he was going to do two songs with John in mid-December 1980, just before Christmas. Uh, the song was going to be called the title track, You Can't Fight Light- Fight Lightning. And the other one was going to be called Life Begins at 40, because John Lennon was 40, and he was very proud of that. And Ringo said, hey, let's make a record out of it. And John agreed, and um, yeah, they were going to do it, but... Um, uh, things happen Okay, let's put it that way History was changed Anyway, um, but uh, Ringo got uh, George and Paul together And Ringo, obviously, and all their friends And Attention uh, was one of the songs From this uh, Roses record, 1981 Okay, uh, one before that was uh, Denny Lane One of the um, the very few solo projects that Denny Lane did uh, Called Weep for Love It came out in 1980 uh, But McCartney's on it I, I do believe it was uh, made at McCartney's Ranch or their home studio, and Weep for Love was one of the Denny Lane songs that uh, Denny was able to do, and it came to um, a, a compilation record of all Denny Lane songs over the years called uh, Japanese Tears, uh, so it's one of those Denny Lane records, but it's a good song. Um, Came out as a single, too. Uh, One before that was from 1968 from the horizontal record, The Bee Gees of All People. Paul McCartney played drums on a song called And the Sun Will Shine just an obscure album track off the horizontal record but if you have the record um it might not say you know courtesy Paul McCartney on drums but uh, you got to kind of sort of be in the know of the Beatles stuff trust me McCartney's there and if you listen to that song on your own you will you will tell uh Paul McCartney's drumming okay then uh the one before that was Carlos Mendez and a song called Penina written by Paul McCartney it came out in 1970 so that's the rundown of what we've done so far. Far. Yeah, we got a few more songs to uh, cover here and play, and we're going to get to them. This is a Basement Beatles with your host, Stuart Held, and we're having a lot of fun playing uh, rare songs that McCartney had. Something to do with, wrote songs for other people, produced, played, whatever, as a session player. Uh, this one is actually, it's interesting. Paul actually uh, wrote a song for a movie soundtrack even way back 1966, and the movie was called The Family Way. And it was done by, um, yeah, who was it done? The the Trudor Minstrels. And they did the uh, soundtrack to the movie soundtrack, um, The Family Way. McCartney wrote the song Love in the Open Air. And this is uh, the track from uh, the movie soundtrack. Uh, this is a scratch mix. It's not the best uh, record I have, but um, at least we're going to let you hear the song. So here it is. Uh, McCartney penned Love in the Open Air.
2: Take your picture, cameraman Can you tell me who I am? I was someone's protégé But that was only yesterday You've seen millions come and go I won't pretend I didn't know You don't know and I can't say It's only me Do you want to be a star? 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 Do you wanna be a star?
4: You are, you are superstar.
2: Star of the Plasticadium. Now's the time to turn and run. They tried to make me what they are. be a star.
0: Faith, right there in 1974, from the self-titled Adam Faith album. Well, no, not really. It's called "I Survive," and Paul McCartney was on the song called "Star Song." Uh, rumor has it, and that was that was an interesting one. Adam Faith actually had um, a few hits in England, but never really anything. Too huge in the United States, although um, a great song he made in 1965 was a song called It's All Right. It actually sounds like something out of a Dave Clark Five album, but uh, Adam Faith had it. And um, I think he's had another hit called What Do You Want around 1962 or 63 in England, actually. And it's a pretty good song, actually. But uh, yeah, he's made records over the years. And uh, McCartney was on something called Star Song off that I Survived record. Also, um, two of the people, uh, two guys from the Argent group were on this uh, this album too. And also Richie Blackmore from Deep Purple is also playing guitar off the uh, tuttle track I Survived. Um, I'll have to probe into this record a little more and I, I admit i i don't know every song off this record but um i yanked this one out because i've had this for a long time and the reason why i got this adam faith album first off i like some of his music i don't know a lot about adam faith uh, personally but um i got it for the mccartney song and of course um it's all right that he made 65 so i'm thinking hey if he made a good crookin tune like that in 65 i'm sure some of his other stuff ain't so bad anyway um he kind of reminds me of Del Shannon. Uh, have you heard Del Shannon stuff in the '60s? It's really quite good. It's not your typical "Hats Off to Larry" and uh, you know "Runaway" and all that. It's it's very good stuff that he made. He definitely uh, progressed musically over the years. Anyway, uh, that was Adam Faith, Star Song, 1974. Peggy Lee, right before that, in a song called Let's Love, McCartney wrote it for her. Yeah, he didn't do a version of it uh, that got released on his own. Uh, I don't believe he's playing on it, but uh, he wrote it and sent it to her, and she did it, very, very good version of it. 1974 is when that came out. Uh, Same year as Adam Faith. Uh, The the Tudor... um, I want to say Troubadour, but the Troubadour and Minstrels love in the open air, the uh, soundtrack song to the family way, 1966. Paul McCartney wrote that song too. Yeah. That was away from the Beatles. Unfortunately, I don't know who the Dingling was, who uh, the the first owner of that 45 that I had uh, put a scratch right through that song. I realized that uh, when I first got the record many years ago, it wasn't in the best shape. But when I was playing it here, I'm thinking, all the way through the song? Okay, who was the Ding Dong who uh, put that scratch in there permanently on purpose? I'd like to uh, ring his ding-dong and all that and um you know ring the ding-dong and run you know ding-dong ditch anyway um (laughs) but i wanted all of you to hear the song anyway love in the open air uh the soundtrack to the family way because um i figure it was worth it i could have played a different version of it by the brass ring i was going back and forth thinking which one would be better actually the brass ring um but i wanted to play the actual um you know, soundtrack that came out, uh, the original one. So that's what I had. Okay. So, uh, that's what you heard. This is a uh, basement Beatles. And, oh, by the way, we do play records here. Yes. Yeah, some of this stuff has never been on CDs unless you've done it yourself. Okay. Um, but anyway, we do play records here because that's what we have. And that's what, uh, a lot of this stuff, um, came out on originally. And I have two turntables, uh, right next to me. So that's, we're using them quite frequently. Yeah, I need some needles soon. Anyway, uh, the way we run around here with all the other shows. (laughs) Anyway, um, let's move on. um, We're going to do at least three more songs today, and then we'll finally let you go back and do your regular schedule, okay? This one is by James Taylor from his Walking Man album, What is this with all the songs to 1974 all of a sudden? Three in a row from 74. Um, But it's true. This one came out in 1974. Not one of the bigger James Taylor uh, albums that came out. At this point, he was kind of on a downfall hit-wise. He wasn't having very many hits. But the strange thing is, um, in early 1978, uh, the title track to this song, Walking Man, all of a sudden started to get a lot of airplay. All of a sudden, I was hearing it. It was almost like it was becoming a hit um, or a minor hit or something. But uh, he already changed labels, and I think the old label Warner Brothers probably wanted to try and make some money off this one record that didn't sell very well. It should have because it's a decent record for any James Taylor uh, fans that are out there. But uh, McCartney is on this one. Paul and Linda are singing background on uh, two of the songs uh, called Rock and Roll is Music Now, Wah, wow, Wah, wow, wow. and this one we're going to play from the Walkie Man album, James Taylor. Here's a nice track from James and the Gang called Let It All Fall Down.
3: Sing the song for the wrong and the wicked and the strong and the sick as thick as thieves. For the faceless fear that was never so near Too clear to misbelief Well, the sea is jumping salty And the purpose has
4: the blue My
3: recollection's faulty And I cannot find my shoe And my wiring is misfiring due Cigarettes and booze I'm behind my dues I just now got the news he seems to tell us lies, and still we will believe him then. Together he will lead us into darkness, my friend. Let it fall down. It's just a question of controlling Let it settle on down softly Like you'll gently fall in the snow Or let it
0: Susie and the Red Stripes, that's uh, Linda McCartney, really, uh, just with her husband, Neil, that Paul McCartney kid, and a song called Seaside Woman. I used to make uh, fun of that song, call it "Oh B-side woman, like a uh, 45 and then you flip this side over and it's the other side, the B-side. Um, but the thing is, I was right on that because the other side of this single, it only came out on a 45 in very late 1977. The B-side is called B-side to C-side. Okay. Should I play it? No, I, I really don't want to. Uh, I think you had enough of that one. Susie and the Red Stripes, 1977. Actually the, um, There's a hint of that. I I believe they had the original idea way back in 1972. um, Because in early 73, McCartney released the, uh, the Red Rose Speedway album. And in the little booklet that came along with that, there's a little quote saying, Seaside Woman. So, uh, one of my big Beatle fans many years ago said, oh yeah, uh, uh, Seaside Woman actually was recorded for the Red Rose Speedway record, but they never released it until five years later. And they go, okay, <laughs> I, I believe you. So, um. I don't know what to believe. Maybe they uh, recorded it later and, um, you know, or whatever. So uh, anyway, it did come out in 1977. So uh, there you go. If you never heard it before, there you go. It's a, you know, a little uh, catchy little tune. And uh, you decide if you like it or not. Let it all fall down right before that from the James Taylor's Walking Man record, 1974. Paul and Linda are on that Uh, Song. They're singing on that. Okay, we got one more song and then we're wrapping it all up. We've given you kind of a sample of what uh, McCartney was doing um, behind his regular uh, music and uh yeah there's a few more songs we could play definitely but uh i figure this is a good snapshot of what uh mccartney was up to uh quite a few years ago and what he was doing for other people okay writing songs producing them playing on other people's sessions uh they they said that it's always enjoyable to do it i think george harrison did the most for people uh but maybe at this point ringo star may have uh, had the most musicians come in and play on his records. He, a lot of his Ringo's records are always star studded uh for the most part. Okay, so uh let's do one more. This is a song that uh, got lots of airplay later 60s and through the 70s, 80s it's a classic uh Uh, oldie song now you can still hear it from time to time on classic rock radio wherever you are it's by Donovan and um, you know the strange thing is one of my radio friends who um, told me this was never a hit it was the other side to the 45 that was the a side um, this is Donovan and a song called Atlantis. We're about to play. You know that uh, continent or the country that sank under the ocean. Supposedly, they're trying to f- they're they're supposedly finding some things under the ocean uh, in two different spots. I wanted to mention before we get into the song. They claim they claim now. Uh, I've I've been hearing this for about five years that Atlantis may have been a city, a city only, not a not a country or anything, off the southern part of Spain. So uh, that may have been a Spanish uh, city that, I don't know, many, you know, what, Three, four, five thousand years ago, or older than that, uh, had a big tidal wave and a tsunami and all that, and it destroyed the whole city. And now it's underwater, and all that, just off the coast of uh, Spain, or just on the coast. So go look for Atlantis there. or Maybe it's there, but you got to dig probably uh, I don't know um, 500 feet under ground of uh, you know muck and all that. And if you find treasures like they claim they're doing, they may have found Atlantis. So that's good. But you do your own research. I'm not going to say they did it or not because I'm not sure, but it's something fun to, uh, it really is something fun to think about, okay? Anyway, um, let's get to the song from 1968. This is a Donovan song, but Paul McCartney uh, plays tambourine on this one, and he's singing in the background with his friend Donovan and a song called Atlantis.
5: was a neighbour, across a short strait of sea miles. The great Egyptian age is but a remnant of the Atlantean culture. The antediluvian kings colonised the world. All the gods who play in the mythological dramas, in all legends from all lands, were from fair Atlantis. Way
6: down
4: below the ocean
0: early 69 and it was recorded November 1968 I forgot to mention that Donovan with Paul McCartney did you hear McCartney playing that tambourine and going she me she me she me that's McCartney that's right you probably didn't know that until I mentioned it unless you're a Beatle fan and and you know it before I did Atlantis uh, 1969 uh, one of the Donovan songs and uh, one of my favorites by Donovan to be honest with you always loved that song Anyway, hello, this is Stuart Held and this is Beatles, and this was Beatles, or not Beatles, Paul McCartney for Other People, actually, that was the show we did, McCartney as a studio musician for Other People, uh, writing songs, singing on them, you know, basically being a, a guest musician on Other People's bands. Okay, so that's what we did for Basement Beatles, and we'll have another Basement Beatles show very soon. We just got to get it together and make it, and then you can listen to it, okay? So have fun, be careful, and we'll be back next time. And everyone, yeah, really, have fun, be careful, and stay safe. Bye, everybody. Bye, y'all.